0: We've received a unique promo code, so new users can follow our link in the description and use the promo code MAXPOOL. That's M-A-X-P-O-O-L. Thanks to Marvel Strike Force for sponsoring this episode.
2: Hello everyone and welcome to Slash Film Daily for Wednesday, February 8th, 2023. On today's episode, I'm going to step into the water cooler to talk about two new experiences in the Los Angeles area that I recently partaked in and I think you'll want to know about. That includes the, the deluxe version of the Warner Brothers Studio Tour and Super Nintendo World, which is opening at Universal Studios Hollywood just next week since this is a film podcast let's start out with the Warner Brothers studio tour and this is like something that anytime I have friends in town people that are coming from out of state and they ask me what should I do in LA this is the number one thing that I recommend to people because it's especially if they, you know they love movies in TV and they have a studio tour I think it's it starts from $69 per person uh, they also have a classics tour which more concentrates on classic films. They have a studio tour plus which is $150 and then they just recently added the deluxe tour which is kind of like their VIP experience and that's $299 a person. So can be a little bit expensive. I had already experienced the studio tour in the past and it is fantastic. If you've never been to the Warner Brothers lot, it is probably the biggest surviving studio back lot right now in Los Angeles area, I think. Um, it is pretty incredible to partake in. And on the normal studio tour, you, you go around in like this golf cart like vehicle and a guide will take you around for I think it's one hour and show you around the lot. You might get off the vehicle once or twice, but it, it it's kind of like a breezy thing. And then after the one hour, you go to they, they have set up this museum and interactive experience, which is kind of a two to three hour self-guided walkthrough has a lot of like film props and costumes and uh, interactive experiences it's it's a lot of fun Uh, there's a a store there's you can eat at central park which is the the coffee shop from friends and yes so the studio tour is well worth the money uh but the new one the deluxe studio tour what is the difference and that's probably what you're wondering so with well, the normal tour is like a 3 to 4 hour experience the deluxe tour is like a 6 to 7 hour experience you get 3 hours of guided time with your tour guide going around the lot you'll you'll drive around but almost every single location you'll get off you'll go inside um famous buildings that were used in many tv shows many movies um we did a whole video about this on ordinary adventures if you want to check out some of the photos we weren't able to capture video but you know i saw locations from gremlins Wee's big adventure uh the batman movies uh S- spider-man you know I don't, casablanca there's just so much history on the studio lot i I will admit that in recent years it's been used for a lot of television so if you're a fan of gilmore girls or pretty little liars or uh, some of those shows then you probably recognize a lot of the locations on the back lot and you'll probably get a lot of excitement of visiting every single corner because every single corner has been used in an episode of gilmore girls or pretty little liars or friends or something like that Um, but in terms of film history there's still a lot of film history there you know they shot uh, segments of minority report there they've they shot the end scene from aquaman there dunkirk la la land uh, interstellar had some filming there the hangover part three dark knight rises the Artist, the muppets inception cloverfield get smart I mean, these are just like movies in the last twenty or so years. Oceans Thirteen uh, shot some stuff there. In terms of film history, they shot part of Maltese Falcon there. They shot Casablanca, House of Wax, Dial M for Murder, Rebel Without a Cause. You know, it has a long history. I mean, the, the I think the earliest productions in on the lot were like in nineteen thirty one with the public enemy. In the past, when I've done studio tours, we've even like walked into sound stages. I remember, you know, 10 years ago, I walked in, I think it was probably like 10 years ago, Supergirl was filming, and we got to walk around like the sound stages of Supergirl and Big Bang Theory. This time it didn't happen because I don't think there was anything open uh, that we could explore. So what does the Deluxe Studio Tour have in addition to those two extra hours of guided tour of the back lot well when you get to the Warner Brothers studio tour facility you're taken into a green room where you actually have some some breakfast and some beverages like a continental breakfast of sort they have like donuts and muffins and they have all sorts of beverages and stuff that you could actually take with you onto the studio tour itself and then you go on that three-hour guided studio tour around the lot and then you have a they call it a fine dining lunch at the commissary because I think they call it fine dining because you actually eat inside the executive dining room at the commissary on the lot which is kind of cool it feels kind of fancy I will say that the the menu that they give you and the food options are not that great I think I mean it has chicken fingers and uh, there were like these chicken nuggets and they were not that great I, I had a soup of the day which was which was okay. I think kitry got the burger. So it's not, uh, not. I wouldn't take fine dining as meaning, like you're gonna get like a, a great meal. I would not book this tour for the meal. The meal was just okay. But you do, you do get lunch, so lunch is included. I should also say that in that three hour guided studio tour, you go to parts of the back lot that you wouldn't go in on the standard tour. So that includes you actually visit the the property property department. So the, the prop department is where they have a collection. I think it's almost like ninety year collection of props. It's six floors high. Has it's like a football field big of just room after room of you know things that have been used in movies. Do you need technology that's for a movie? You know, they, you have computers from all different eras. You have, you know, boom boxes from all different uh, years. Uh, So basically productions come here and they rent out the props. And some of these props have been used in many movies. Some of them, like, you know, in classic movies like Casablanca and stuff. And it was cool to, like, walk around this place and see all this stuff. And some of it, like, you'll actually walk by and have hold tags. They're, you know, going to... Some production, like there's some production that's going to be happening on the lot called Falcon. I'm not sure if that's Falcon and Winter Soldier is that the Captain America movie? I, I don't know what it is. But we we walked through this whole room of stuff that was on hold for Falcon that looked like it was uh, for like stuff that you'd find in the White House, like all sorts of props like that. Anyways, um, very cool. And you also get to go to the costume department and you get to walk in there. There's no photos allowed in the costume department and again this is like football field wide warehouse where they just have any costume you could possibly need so do you need cavemen outfits they have a whole you know two racks of those do you need casino vests they have like three racks of casino vests do you need firefighting outfits? They have a whole wall of firefighting outfits. And it, it was just kind of cool to wander through that and see some of the collection that they have at Warner Brothers. And after your lunch, you do go to – they have, like, this whole museum and interactive uh, experience set up that could take you two to three hours, honestly. We, we kind of rushed through it, and it took us over two hours because we had been there before, but the, this experience kind of—it's a storytelling experience. It it focuses on the Warner Brothers DC movies, uh, the uh, the Harry Potter films, as well as some of the TV shows that are shot on the lot, like Friends and Big Bang Theory. And it it—I don't know if you're a movie fan, I can't speak more highly about this tour. Is it expensive? Yes, a deluxe tour is three hundred dollars per person. But if you are a film fanatic, if you're a TV fanatic, uh, well worth the money. If, if that sounds too high for you, I would I would recommend checking out the studio tour, the, the normal studio tour, which I think is like 70 bucks. Or if you are a classics fan, if you're like Ben Pearson and you love the classics, maybe do the classics version of that tour, which, again, you get one hour guided time through the back lot. I think it's still $70. And it's more of a concentration on the classics. But um, I was, I really enjoyed the Deluxe Studio Tour and I wanted to tell you guys about it because I know you guys love movies and I'm sure some of you are gonna visit LA at some point. Put this on your list of places to explore because it it, it was a fun experience. And I, we, we got to experience it with my friend Adam the Woo and Daphne and it was, it was just so much fun like geeking out you know we we were walking around the back lot we walked by you know the Seaver's house from growing pains which is also um the house uh, mrs deagle's house from gremlins and i don't know every little corner of that back lot is a piece of cinema television history and we got to you know go inside a lot of it go, go, go inside buildings got to uh walk around take photos um, I don't know. It's, again, I, I really enjoyed it. Highly recommended. And I should also say that our tour guide Tim has been working on the lot for decades, and he knew everything. He could tell you, you know, this little corner of the lot was used for this music video. It was used for this uh commercial, this Pepsi commercial in the eighties. It was, you know, he, he his knowledge was unending and it was um i learned so much even knowing as much as i do about how films are made um he was a wealth of knowledge there were there's things that i didn't even think about like there was one part where we were going through wall the wall street portion of the backlot, and they had recently filmed for some tv show i forget what what it was but they were able to open up the the floor and actually goes down like one story so they actually like opened up the floor for this this downtown area and actually installed like a subway station where they installed these stairs so people could go up and down the stairs into the subway station but of course there isn't a subway station there's no there's not even room down there for people to, to hang out so he said that when they were filming it They had a costume person at the bottom of the stairs who would be holding hats and coats and extras would be walking down the stairs, grabbing another hat, putting it on, and then walking up the stairs as like another person, which I I don't know. I I just never thought that that's how things work, but it it makes sense. If you don't have the room down there, then you you need to have the subway station look like it's an active place. So I don't know. I thought that was cool anyways i want to tell you about super nintendo world hollywood at universal studios hollywood and we'll tell you about that i'm going to take a quick break be right back
3: get ahead of postage rate increases this year with stamps.com it's like your own personal post office sign up with promo code program for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale no long-term commitments or contracts That's stamps.com code program mike rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt
2: okay i want to tell you about super nintendo world this is opening at universal studios hollywood on february 17th and it's been in technical rehearsal for the last couple weeks and i've gotten to go there quite a few times because i live near universal studios hollywood so it's it's very easy for us to pop on over to there Uh, right now it's closed until it actually opens on february 17th but um yeah, th- th- this place is amazing. It's a small plot of land. It's on the lower lot of Universal Studios Hollywood. And this is, um, they, they built one in Universal Studios Japan. And this is the first one that's in the United States. They're building one over in Florida as part of Epic Universe, which is the the new theme park over at Universal Studios in Orlando. But we get it first over here in Hollywood. And basically the land is, it says Super Nintendo World, but it's really Super Mario Brothers. So if if you're a fan of the old Super Mario Brothers video games or even the new stuff, if you're a fan of Mario Kart, you're going to love this land. Um, You enter through the warp pipe and you enter into the Mushroom Kingdom. And I can't tell you how kinetic, like there's just... That you, at first, you see like Mount Beanpole, and there's like all these like little things moving. There's piranha plants, there's mushrooms, there's goombas, there's Koopa Troopas. There's, it's just everything is moving, and there's like all these animatronics all over the place, and it's it's just a, such a wonderful vibe to be inside there. I think fans of Super Mario Brothers from the '80s to people that you know just Play whatever it is today, or even people that were like, you know, playing Mario Tennis during the Wii era, or whatever. Everybody is gonna, you know, I, I, I like to watch people walk into this land and see their excitement as they experience that reveal of Mushroom Kingdom. But okay, uh, let me tell you about this. First of all, there's, um, this land is interesting because it's it's unlike any other theme park land that I've ever experienced. Because what you need to do is you need to buy this power-up band. They they tr- they sell them for $40. They have six different versions. They're themed after characters from the Super Mario Brothers franchise. So you can get one that's like Mario, that's red and blue. You can get one that's Luigi, that's green and blue, you can get Princess Peach, which is pink, you can get Toad, which is white. You can get Daisy, which is yellow and orange, and you can get uh Yoshi, which is green and white. And that's what I got because I like Yoshi. And so you pay $40 for this power-up, and it connects to the Universal Studios app. And in the Universal Studios app, there is a whole section for Super Nintendo World where you can basically earn coins, you can unlock stamps, you can uh get achievements it's basically like a real life video game a video game in real life so you walk around this land and you know like just like in mario there's question mark blocks there's brick blocks and you can while you're wearing this band you hit those blocks and you know you'll unlock coins you'll you know get power-ups you'll find achievements there's things hidden in the walls that you can unlock um there is there is a ride here and i'll talk about that in a minute but I think some of the coolest part of this land is they have like this mini game thing. So there's this uh, part of this land. It's the story of the land is Bowser Jr. has stolen the golden mushroom from Princess Peach and he's hiding the golden peach in his castle and he's left the keys to the castle in the hands of his his lackeys that are around the land and you need 3 keys to get into this the Bowser Jr Shadow Showdown is what they call it. So you can only do this stuff if you if you actually buy the power up band, which kind of sucks because it is yeah, an upcharge. But it's it's definitely unlike over at Disney Land Disney World where they have the Magic Band plus. I don't think that's worth it. This is definitely worth it. So you'll go around the land and there's different like mini games that you can compete to try to earn a golden key. Like one of them is called the Goomba Crazy Crank and that is where one of those mushroom looking Goombas is is running along this log and you are spinning a wheel. It actually adds a lot of activity to this. So you're spinning the wheel trying to um, knock the running Goomba down from the spinning wheel and earn the key. And uh, there's a piranha plant mishap Is what it's called where you have this big piranha plant and there's a bunch of alarm clocks and this one you can't actually play by yourself you need to play it with at least two people if not three or four and i i want to say there's 12 oversized ringing alarm clocks and they kind of light up and you got to hit the alarm to snooze it so they're all going on and you're all you and your team are running around trying to stop the alarms from waking up the piranha plant and if you can you know snooze all the alarms in time um then yeah you get the you get the key you also unlock stamps and stuff inside the app for uh, accomplishing these things like you know if you do it in a record like in certain times you get you unlock some like high like uh big achievement stamps i should say uh there is thwomp panel panic and thwomp is that thing that like comes crashing down on you this one you go into a cave and it's also one of those ones that requires multiple people and there's these panels is like this big touch screen and you need multiple people to kind of like turn over these panels to line them up into all one color it's hard to explain over audio you'd have to see video i we have a whole video on this on ordinary adventures coming up that uh, you'll want to check out And then there's the koopa troopa power punch and this mini game is it has those pile blocks that when you hit it it like makes a big explosion and basically you got to hit one of the power blocks and it creates this chain reaction to hit the other power block to hit another power block that will hopefully time because there's this turtle shell that's going back and forth between the thing and you need to time it correctly so that the power block will Hit the turtle shell and send it up a one of those green pipes to hit the Koopa Troopa that's guarding the golden key. And if you do, if you you're able to time it right and knock out the Koopa Troopa, then you actually you know get the golden key and then you can uh, go uh, try to take the golden mushroom back from Bowser Jr. But I, the thing I like about these games is if you beat them once and you go play them again they then have a harder mode to them so it's not they're replayable they're fun every single one of them you unlock certain like achievement stamps of like you know uh how based on how good you did and uh then you get to go into bowser jr's castle and you 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 basically scan your band at the entrance of the castle and either you unlock it or you don't depending on if you unlock if you have the three keys and you go inside bowser jr's castle and this is an experience where you play with uh, i don't want to i don't know how many people it is me maybe it's like 15 or so people and it's it's very hard to explain it's kind of like you, you stand in front of this huge screen and your shadow is on the screen and um through kind of like a motion capture kind of uh connect kind of experience when you move your shadow moves but you can you can get like a mushroom and then you grow you can when you jump you jump really high i don't know it's really hard to explain what it's a really cool thing where you you as a team are all fighting against bowser jr i don't think that it's possible to actually lose i could be wrong i'd actually be interested to see if it's possible to actually lose against bowser jr but it's more about how well, you do against Bowser Jr., and how well you do to defeat him. Um, it's fun. It, like, this whole thing is an experience in itself. I know people are like, there's only one ride in this land, but for me, this is the second ride or second attraction. It's not a ride, it's an attraction, but going around the land, doing all that stuff, um, it's just so wonderful. And uh, of course, they have meet and greets in the land. You can meet uh, Mario and Luigi who uh they meet in the middle and they talk they talk they blink they look really cool uh, I've been told that once the land actually opens that they might even say your name because your name is on the band and when you go meet them they might be like hey Peter that would be kind of strange but uh <laughs> that's what I've heard is gonna happen uh princess Peach actually meets meets over by uh, her castle and uh, she's wonderful as well and uh, the they, they have a restaurant here. It's the Toadstool Cafe. The Toadstool Cafe is obviously run by Toad. Uh, and it's one of the best themed restaurants I've seen at a theme park. It, it, it's so wonderful. The All the food items are themed. So um, particularly the desserts, like they have a dessert that looks like Mount Beanpole from the Mario games. They have this tiramisu that is a question mark block they have um a princess peach cupcake they um the the, all the the savory dishes kind of have like a mushroom thing to them so they have like this mario burger and it has a mario mustache um kind of uh uh, charred into the bun and it has he has like a little cap on him little mario cap and the uh the burger has Mushrooms and bacon. And they have like this fire flower spaghetti that I like that's kind of like a little bit spicy, has some meatballs, and it uh, has like a little uh, parmesan crisp that looks like the, the fire flower. And as an appetizer, they have toadstool cheesy garlic knots that are kind of shaped like mushrooms. They're like mini mushroom shaped knots. It's kind of cute. Uh, there's a piranha plant, Caprice. There's a uh, Yoshi's favorite fruit and veggie salad, which has these uh, croutons that are shaped like shaped and colored like Yoshi eggs. Um, they what else? Luigi has a chicken pesto burger. They call it a burger, even though it's a chicken pesto sandwich. And uh, what else am I forgetting? I think I've probably covered all the stuff that they've had. They have some kids meals, which are super cute, and they come with like little. I want to say toys, but like little accessories that you can take home, kids can take home. And I, I think uh, one of my favorite things here is they have a, a drink called the Superstar Lemon Squash, which is this honey lemon soda with mango stars and uh, tropical bobas, and it's so wonderful. It's like $8, so it's a little expensive, but uh, but I like it a lot, highly recommended. But I think my favorite part of the Toadstool Cafe is that when you're sitting inside, you're, you have these windows into the kitchen where you see all these little toad like creatures making all the food. It's all like video screens, obviously. And then there's also some other uh, windows, AKA video screens that go to show you some of the, what's happening in the mushroom kingdom. And every, I think like every half an hour, Bowser kind of invades mushroom kingdom. And you see like the toads, like, you know, uh, getting all scared, you know, running all over the place, bullet bills flying by, I don't know, it It feels it's really a vibe, it, it's um, a cool dining experience, so if you end up going to Super Nintendo World, I would say definitely check it out, um, I recommend I think the sandwiches are kind of the best things I do also like the the Fireflower spaghetti and meatballs, uh, although the first time I had it was really spicy and I liked it, and then the second time like, it turned, they seem to have turned down the spice meter down quite a bit. So I don't, uh, I'm i hoping that they, they keep the spice to it because that's what made it good for me. But yeah, and uh, definitely any of the desserts, you can't go wrong with the desserts, although I like the Princess Peach cupcake the most. And uh, the Superstar Lemon Squash for the beverage is amazing. Okay, so Super Nintendo World's big attraction here in Hollywood is Mario Kart Bowser's Challenge. And this is... A ride unlike any theme park ride I've ever been on it, ever been on before. And I got to be honest with you, I feel like you need to experience this more than once to get a, a grasp of it because there's so much going on that you, you kind of leave the first time, a little bit frazzled that you didn't know what was was happening. I will say that I I think most people go into this expecting a Mario Kart ride to be fast and it isn't. It's a slow moving dark ride, so know that going in and I think it your expectations for that so the cool thing about this is first of all you enter into uh Yoshi's world for part of the queue and then you end up going into Bowser's Castle and Bowser's Castle is amazingly themed um I think my favorite part of Bowser's Castle is his library he has tons of books and uh all the books are very funny or uh references to stuff in the games um I feel like while you're waiting in this line, they, there's a lot to look at. There's a lot of theming. Universal has done some of the best work they've done is is in this queue and in this world. Like they, They've really done a good job. Universal has done an incredible job here. Um, but anyways, uh, so you go through Bowser's uh, castle. You actually see how the bombs are built and stuff like that. The ride itself are these... Vehicles that fit four people, two in the front, two in the back. So you aren't in your own Mario Kart cart. You're in there with three other people, and you actually experience this ride, which is not not only your own other cart, but also there's a cart that goes is racing us uh, to the side of you. But they're part of your team. They're part of Team Mario. You are on Team Mario. There's no way to be on Team Bowser. You're on Team Mario, and you're going against Team Bowser. And when you're in this cart, you are wearing this augmented reality. Uh, it's like a Mario hat, but it's like a visor that you, once you step into the vehicle, you clip on this, um, this shade to it that basically augments the reality. So you were going through this dark ride. And if you watch videos of the dark ride on the internet, you'll, you'll see one of two things. You'll either see someone who videotaped the attraction without the augmented reality. And it doesn't look like there's much going on there is a lot of theming it is a wonderful dark ride but that is not the attraction and then the other kind of video you'll see is someone sticking their smartphone behind the augmented reality glasses and trying to capture all the the koopas and the mario and peach and toad and luigi and all that stuff that's going on all the bad guys Um, i will say that even when you watch video of that it doesn't accurately capture what it's like to be there because what you're doing is you're moving your head around to aim at the bad guys and on your wheel there's buttons to uh, shoot the the uh, turtle shells at the bad guys and you're also there's a wheel so it'll tell you you know turn left and you'll have to drift left and then it'll say turn right and you'll have to drift uh, right so you are driving you are shooting, you are aiming. This doesn't sound like a lot, but honestly it is because you, you have the real environment and you are in the car and the car is tracking you in real time so it knows where all the action is happening in the virtual environment laid on the real environment. So the so uh, there'll be things that are happening and interacting with the physical sets. There'll be virtual stuff happening that's interacting with the uh, the... the the physical sets and it, it is I don't know how they figured it out how to create this it, it's just so cool um, but I will say this the um, it, it's very cool to be in Mario Kart they've really captured it they all the famous levels that you like are in the Luigi's Mansion they have a Rainbow Road it's so much fun and every single time I ride it I see new things I experience new things I'm not a big person who likes uh well I'm not a big video gamer a modern video gamer I'm a big retro video gamer I liked uh the Mario games Donkey Kong uh you know the the age of Nintendo Super Nintendo you know that was my video game age but um I'm not a big big video gamer today and I feel like a lot of rides that try to do this video game thing they're fine like the web slingers the smugglers runs the uh Toy Story Midway Mania, Men in Black, uh Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters. Don't get me wrong. I have a good time riding all those and uh you know, I've ridden all of them multiple times, but I feel like this ride is to me addictive. I I want to keep on riding this ride over and over again and seeing if I can unlock new things hit new enemies do uh can i get a higher score it, it really feels to me like nintendo worked with universal <clears throat> to create this attraction and to they have in, in it is that you know when you play a nintendo game and you you have played a level and you want to just keep on playing and playing and playing like i feel like this this attraction captures that in in, in a cool way like I, I've been to Super Nintendo World. I think like five or six times now. I'm, uh, I, don't get me wrong, very lucky to live near it and to have you know had word that oh, technical rehearsals are going on. Let's you know head on over there and 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 try some of the stuff. I've probably been on the ride ten or fifteen times now, and it does not get old. Every single time I discover new things, I'm trying to up my game. I, uh, I don't know. I just love it so much. I, I do think that it is one of those things that you do need to play it, you know, experience it at least two times to kind of get the hang of what's going on um, because there is so much going on. but it, it is an amazing experience. Universal has done a incredible job super nintendo world i think the probably the the biggest problem with super nintendo world is it's so small and there's going to be virtual queues when you get to the park i think you have to sign up on the app for a time to go into the land because they're going to be pulsing so that that the land hopefully won't be too crowded and uh, that could be a problem i think that might be the biggest um, challenge that they have is Making it so that it's not too crowded, so that's enough people to make it fun. But other than that, I loved it. So you might want to wait a few weeks. <laughs> you know, don't, don't come on opening because I'm sure it's going to be crazy. But uh, absolutely love Super Nintendo World, Universal Studios Hollywood. And uh, if you want to see more of it, again, I'll in the show notes I'll put a link to our our YouTube videos on Ordinary Adventures of when we went there and Toadstool Cafe. So you can check that out. So hopefully this podcast has given you some value. Hopefully if you're live around the Los Angeles area, this has helped you out. Or if you're going to planning to visit the Los Angeles area, maybe, you know, this has put some stuff on your radar that you didn't otherwise know you wanted to experience. You can find more of my work at slashroom.com. You can find this podcast slash daily and Apple, Google overcast, Spotify, all the popular podcast apps. Please send us your feedback, questions, comments, and concerns to us at peter.com. And please, rate and read this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends, spread the word, and we'll see you tomorrow.
0: Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.